I want to talk about Jägermeister. Dad, what do you know about Jägermeister? I mean, well, really, all I know, it's got a really awesome stag logo. What, what else do I need to know about Jägermeister? Well, uh, you should know that you've been drinking it all wrong this entire time. Damn, that's cold. There's a right and wrong way to drink it? Yes, there is, Dad. You should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit, to be exact. Huh? Well, you know what? That explains a lot. I've just been pulling it straight off the shelf. Oh, Dad, I'm so glad I got to you in time. No, that is entirely wrong. The only way to serve Jägermeister is ice cold. So wherever you're at, if you're hanging out with friends or you're at the bar or you're helping your dear sweet father try and get right, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. I'm Jesse Cofield. Gojo and Golik brought to you by Wrangler, made for the ride of life. Save 15% on your first Wrangler.com order with promo code GOJO15. Fellas, let's continue our NFL Week 1 recap. So much to talk about. What do you guys want to get into? Yeah, there's a lot that's gone on yeah. here, Jesse's. Again, Dad is coming to us live from uh, are you in New, soggy. New York and New coming Jersey? And you're soggy either soggy. way. Yeah, it was it was horrific last night. I mean, I, the the only thing I can think of, Mike, and we've both been through this, is you go through an off season, you go through a summer, you go through a camp, busting your butt. We're looking forward to the start of the season, especially for the Giants making the playoffs last year. And you get the break speed off of you as bad as they did. It was it was stunning to watch. You kept thinking the Giants will get back in this, and it kept getting worse. Then they got rained on. It was a horrific game. 40 to nothing, Dallas Cowboy went over the Giants. I'm sure the radio stations here are losing their minds. Why do we pay Daniel Jones that money? Why do we pay Andrew Thomas that money? What the hell is going on? And all I would say is it's week one. Settle down. You'll be a different looking team in a few weeks. Yeah, it could be worse. You could be like me and have the game where things spiral out of control being in the most important one on the biggest stage of your entire life. 
That's way worse. So yours yeah. happened week one, game one. Life can be all right for you there. I promise. Uh, Dad, that game felt dire for a lot of reasons. It was a primetime standalone, the Daniel Jones money, all that stuff you mentioned. We had the beginning of some careers start this weekend. Yes. I want to look at the rookie quarterbacks that we saw get their first real game action this weekend. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson all got to go out there and turn it loose. All of them went out there and lost. Some of yep. those were more expected than others. Houston was playing a Ravens team we expect to contend in the AFC North. The Colts made it a little closer than expected with the Jags. The Falcons and the Panthers was close until it came up at the end. Dad, from what we saw from these three first-round draft pick rookies, was there anything that surprised you? Uh, no. I mean, I, I, I think they all looked how I thought. Anthony Richardson is just, man. I mean, when he takes off with the ball... Uh, it is really incredible, but he took a hit coming to the end, and even Trevor Lawrence told him after the game, dude, you're, you're going to have to – he's young, he's big, he's athletic, he's going to want to take people on. And Trevor was trying to tell him after the game, you're going to have to learn to slide a little bit. You're going to have to learn to take care of your body. And he will over time. Let's just hope an injury doesn't happen before that because he is a big dude taking off, and he got smoked on a play and got up slow. So, But he's so dangerous when he runs the ball. And But the rest of them, you know, Bryce Young throws in a couple of interceptions. The stat to me is C.J. Stroud for the Texans. C.J. Stroud's first NFL pass. Ball gets batted in the air. He catches it. So that's the trivia question. Who was his first pass completed to himself? You know who else has that distinction? Brett Favre. Favre yeah. Brett Favre's first NFL pass was batted in the air, and he caught it completed to himself. So CJ Strauss and Brett Favre company for that one, which is pretty, pretty good. But that's, I, I, I thought they, you know, looked good at times. Look, Bryce Young does not change emotions at no, all. He no, is the no. exact same. And, and listen, that is phenomenal. I think for a quarterback, you can't rattle him. He's just going to go back and keep trying to do his thing. I think they looked really good at times, and they looked like rookie quarterbacks at times. That's that's what I took out of it. But Anthony Richardson's ability on what he can have with his legs is really going to be interesting and just still makes me scratch my head as to why the Colts just didn't pay Jonathan Taylor because, again, it wouldn't have been a lot comparative to the other positions to have those two in the backfield. I hope for his sake the C.J. Stroud-Brett Favre comparison ends at the field. That's all I'll say about yeah, that. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, Very true. I, um, I, Dad, I think these performances were all really on brand for all these rookies. I think that was the, the phrase that came to mind for me. They've, at every step of the way so far, been exactly who we thought they were in yeah. college, right? Anthony Richardson, we saw flashes. That first drive for the Indianapolis Colts, I thought was the best version of what Shane Steichen and this offense should be around a guy with these abilities who also just needs time to sort of hammer away the rest of the seal set. We saw receivers having to go a little bit extra effort because the ball's not always going to be in the perfect spot. We saw a lot of RPO stuff there. We saw the quarterback involved in the run game. We saw it aid the offensive line at certain times all of these things that we expected with a player like him and then we saw the mistakes we saw the warts for Bryce Young you're right unchanging unflappable and in an offense where no one can really get open for him that yeah. uh, for someone who's scalding hot take last week on the show is Bryce Young over 4k I do not feel great about that after mm. one game this NFL season and unfortunately dad it has nothing to do with him right. like I think you look and talk to people around there 
Carolina feels like they've got their quarterback. And after one game in watching him and how he performs, I feel that way about Bryce Young. I think he's going to be a really good player for them because that's exactly who he was in college. But right now, there just isn't much to come by as far as people getting open for him. And then C.J. Stroud was the one you saw flashes, but you also saw some of the rookie stuff there, taking sacks in certain spots, which to me is always kind of the most rookie hallmark is – oh, the brain kind of goes on the fritz once you get into one of those high-pressure situations and all of a sudden you're flat on your ass there. C.J. Stroud's got a ton of ability you know, in that conversation with Bryce Young. I know you have, but I think in that game, the yardage total was a little higher there. The Texans overall had a bunch of their rookies make some great plays. Will Anderson Jr. on the other side, there six pressures in this game. But C.J. Stroud flashes, but ultimately inconsistent in a game where he was going up against the Baltimore Bleak and Ra- Bleeping Ravens, so who yeah, can blame him? Yeah. And and looking going forward for these quarterbacks and their development, I, I do think Bryce Young is in a good situation because I think he can have a running game, right? Miles Sanders, four yards a carry. Yeah, Chuba Hubbard averaging over six yards a carry. So I think he can get help in that situation from the running game. And not now they're going to have to pass a decent amount because they're going to be behind in games. But I think the mixture of the running game because that, that they can have, I think, is definitely going to help Bryce Young. Yeah, I think DJ Moore's got to be sitting going, man, that guy looks like yeah. he'd really like to get me the ball right now, and I'd really like to get the ball a lot more than two times in a game. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been something if I could have stuck around and made that happen? Obviously, you don't get one without the other. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it got me excited watching these guys, that's for sure, and – there's so much time ahead of all of them. We understand statistically they're not all going to end up making it and being nope. the great players that we want them to be. But as far as the start, it was really interesting. And I think, man, a perfect emblemat- uh, emblem of what can happen is you can still salvage a number one overall pick career even if it doesn't look the way that you want to at the start, leading the team that you were drafted to to many victories and Super Bowls and all those different things. Because, man alive, I don't know if it was the best game of the weekend, but one of the most fun, chaotic games of the weekend came yet again involving Baker Mayfield, who had the Bucks upsetting the Vikings on the road on their bingo card led by Baker Mayfield, dad, including a zone read keep by Baker for a critical first down late in that game. He is the new Ryan Fitzpatrick. I said he should embrace this role and it's fun to see him start doing that for yet another different team in the league so far and whether he stays in tampa for a while or not he is going to be in the league for a while because you just you just love to have him on your team and 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 do some of these things and the big thing to me is listen this dude draws it up in the sand there is no doubt about that there are times you don't know what the hell he's going to do but you know what he didn't do he didn't throw an interception you know and and that's that's obviously a huge positive and his toughness, if you're, you're an O-lineman, I mean O-lineman and quarterback, the relationship, but when you see a quarterback that is willing to just drop his head and try and plow through a defender's chest to get the yards he needs, and then the, the stiff arm he threw as well, trying to stiff arm these defenders, and then just get up and get in their faces. I mean, he is a ball, absolute ball to watch. I just wish that he would start another um, um, commercial yes. run again because he was so good in the commercials in Cleveland. I wish they do that again, but he is just so much fun to watch because you just don't know what the hell you're going to get. He's the best quarterback actor of our time. I do appreciate what Josh Allen's putting on tape right now. Great ability, strong early performances. Let's see if he can keep it up consistently the way Baker did for so many years in those ads. But, Dad, 
Baker Mayfield is the perfect summer fling. It's fun, it's fiery, it's hot and heavy for a little while, but you know ultimately you're not good for each other. Yeah, Baker yeah. Mayfield is not going to be anyone's long-term answer at quarterback ever again in this league. This is going to be where he is. Kind of what we saw for a while, quite honestly, with Tyrod Taylor, where he can come in and shepherd you when you're not sure what yeah. you're going to be yet or where you're going to go. And this Tampa Bay team that a lot of people thought was going to be in the Caleb Williams running, and still might be, because we're going to yeah. see the yeah. version of Baker Mayfield that has gotten him now on his third or fourth team show up at some point in this equation right that's just how the experience has been so far but he's a veteran signal caller he understands with limited preparation time might i add what right. it takes to come in and quarterback a team that's the most fun part about him is what we saw last year you can drop him in anywhere and he's got enough wherewithal to be able to come in absorb just enough to go out there and give you a chance to win any game or lose any game in spectacular fashion and it's fun and we should embrace more things that are fun and baker mayfield's continued presence around the nfl is going to be a joy for whatever team it's going to be interesting for bucks fans well, though dad who want to believe that they're in the running potentially for Caleb Williams coming up because he is just good enough to make sure that that doesn't happen for you. It's exactly there. Listen, he's in his seventh year and he's on his fourth NFL team. He is going to be a guy that acquires many jerseys for his trophy room, right? To put him in frames oh, yeah. like Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, has as well and just lay him out there because he will, he will never not have a team that will want him as a backup. Now, here he's starting, and, and of course, he wants to be a starter, and I'm sure believes he can be a starter and reclaim that position in the NFL, and maybe he will. We'll see. But I think overall, I'm with you. He's still going to be on a few more teams, but he's going to be a guy that when he's not going to be a starter anymore, there will be multiple teams that want him as a backup because you know he'll be a fiery guy. He's going to fight for you, and he can come in and help keep your team's head above water if the starter gets hurt. Yep. Uh, Minnesota uh, regression is the word that's come to mind all offseason. Regression is the word that comes to mind now. A lot of newness for them. Justin Jefferson, still that dude, but a team that somehow managed to lose at home to a team that people thought would be in contention for the number one overall pick. Not a cute way to start the season, especially nope. with the Green Bay Packers looking the way that they did. Uh, let's, uh, head to the kitchen and see if Russ can still cook though. Uh, we had Russell Wilson and Sean Payton make their debut from over the weekend. It ends in a loss here. And Jesse, it'll be interesting to see how Sean Payton handles this. Now he's been a tough love guy all off season with Russell Wilson. And now that we're into live bullets, I'm curious to see what the approach is like. Yeah. And after the game, you know, Sean Payton doing coach things, seeing the upside, if you will, right? Like the silver lining. There's always a silver lining, according to Sean Payton. Our league's going to every weekend. You know, the exception is the games that, are, that aren't close, really. And so, you know, playing in these one-score games, you know, at the end, trying to get a stop, trying to use the time. Um, obviously, it was frustrating. They were able to run the clock out, you know, that third down conversion. Um, Obviously, with the the penalty behind it, uh, was disappointing, and then we had our opportunities offensively as well. So, um, you know, those those close games aren't going away. Those that's kind of our league. So, like the close games can be a learning experience for a team here. Like maybe Sean Payton's going to reflect on like the onside kick to open the game. Everybody has some learning to do. Man, I, Dad, I don't know about you. I love the onside kick to open the oh, game. Yeah. What a perfect tone setter. Everyone obviously remembers the start to the second half of the Super Bowl with the Saints and Sean Payton's decision there. 
one, perfectly on brand. We love him reminding everyone exactly who he is. But also, Dad, your team is not expected to be great by anyone on the outside. No. Sean Payton's come out and said before the season, their expectation is to be a postseason team. What better way to show your team, hey, we're going to go out here and we're going to risk it, at least in that facet, because offensively I think they're going to be anything but a risk-it-for-the-biscuit type team. Yeah, listen, th- this is not going to be a high-flying offense. Uh, Russell Wilson didn't throw any interceptions. He did have 27 completions, but just a little over five yards per. So, I mean, the ball really isn't going down the field a whole lot. Uh, you know, it, it, I was kind of surprised in this game, as he mentioned, you know, the one-score game, uh, Jacoby Myers having the having the game uh, for, for the Raiders with a couple of touchdowns. He got the late one uh, as well. So I, I was – I was a little surprised it was as close as it was, to be honest with you. But scoring, the uh, Raiders score with what, six minutes, six and a half minutes to go in the game to take that lead 17 16. The perfect chance for Russ to have one of those fourth quarter comebacks that he certainly had a number of in the past, but just not happening here. But a better performance than I thought we would get as we tried to see what this relationship was going to be like. And when you saw Russell. In the, you know, dropping back and just firing the ball kind of on time, that's what Sean Payton wants. But then you still see the Russell Wilson of him kind of taking off and doing things on his own outside the pocket. Uh, That's probably where they're going to clash a little bit. Yeah, but overall, where you saw the ball going in this game, I mean, I felt like every time I looked up, it was Russell Wilson on a rollout throwing the ball to a tight end or a running back. And yeah. you look at the game, and it reflects that. Your leading receiver was Samaj P. Ryan. Your second leading receiver, in ter- or your re- leading receiver in terms of total receptions was Adam Troutman, the tight end. That's where they're going to live. They're going to get Russ on the move. That became apparent during the preseason, and it seems like that's what's Sean Payton's solution to the Russell Wilson turnover problem and some of the issues that we saw last year. So it, that one's going to be a work in progress, but ultimately I don't think the defensive personnel, Dad, as we've seen them sell right. off yeah. last year around the deadline. I don't think that's also going to be good enough to challenge for a lot of the other teams out here. For the Raiders, like it, eh, eh, it was fine. I'm you know, yeah, happy yeah, for our buddy yeah. Jason Fitz that they went out and got a win. They've had all of the Chandler Jones strangeness in the lead-up to this as they just refused to be able to have a normal season out there in Las Vegas. And so it's a good win to start. It was deeply Patriot, like you said, Jacoby Myers coming over and being your leading receiver on a team that includes Devontae Adams is certainly a choice yeah and i'm with you denver raiders and that's going to be kansas city and the chargers we saw what that chargers offense can do defense is going to have to pick it up i think that's a even after week one i think even going into the season we saw it as kind of a two-team division but the one thing about denver is you're going to have the main people for a while right i mean russ signed the, the the big deal he's there sean payton is his first year he's not going anywhere so this is something to try and build, even though these are both guys who are extremely, extremely veterans in the NFL from the coaching standpoint and the quarterback standpoint. This is a team that that is going to have these two to build for a couple of years. They are. They're going to be uh, locked in that room together trying yep. to make yep. it work. And uh, so far, again, mixed results on that. We'll wait and see. That was kind of the story of the weekend, though, Dad, was mixed results outside of, I would say, Miami, who we already talked about, who came out, and them and uh, them and the Chargers look like two teams that will be contenders. Did it in very different ways in this game, but both moved the ball a ton on offense. The only other one, Dad, that I would say looked like themselves right off the bat was the San Francisco 49ers. Like, if we're looking at the matchup between last year's NFC Championship game in Philadelphia and the 49ers, that 49ers team came out on the road in Pittsburgh 
humming, looking exactly like the team that picked up uh, in the playoffs, especially with their quarterback, Brock Purdy. Oh, listen, I mean, jumping out 20 to nothing on Pittsburgh, I I think a lot of people were stunned at this because a lot of people were waiting for Pittsburgh to take that next move with Pickett and George Pickens. And also there was the question, which Brock Purdy was very happy to say to shut people up about, okay, what do they really have? This is a seventh rounder, came in, played great. Now he's coming off the elbow uh, injury. What we see last year, was that really a mirage? Is he really that good of a quarterback? And, man, he wanted to come out and prove a point. And this team, well, this team we knew had one of the best rosters in all of football. And they just get Nick Bosa back, who signs right before the season starts and then is out there playing because you knew uh, he was going to be in great shape because the dude is never not in great shape. I would never wear a shirt in my life if I had a body like that. But you get him right back on the defensive side of the ball. This is a team we talk about great rosters. Them, uh, Philadelphia as well, about overall rosters. They are right there as two of the best in the league. And I think for Brock Purdy there, even though he had a great year last year, there was a little bit of him that said, you know what, I'm always going to get treated like Mr. Irrelevant. You know, that seventh round, that last pick of the draft, I always feel like I need to keep proving myself. And as as we've talked about, whatever works for you, whatever you find to get that chip on your shoulder, you go ahead and use it. And it seems to be working for him pretty well. Yep, I would also like to have that chip on my shoulder with that roster that you mentioned right now. Christian McCaffrey, 22 carries for 152 yards and a touchdown in this game. He looked like he was back right on time. All that conversation about running backs this offseason, he's like, you guys aren't talking about me. Uh, I'm over here riding around (laughs) and getting it. And, man, on the other side for Pittsburgh, Dad, the ultimate reminder that preseason – while we look for things to take away is ultimately not super indicative. I think this Pittsburgh offense that we saw flash a ton in the preseason is going to look better. This just wasn't the one to try, right? Once they signed Nick Bosa again and the defense fully came together like Voltron, that's not the team you want to start the season with if you're a young offense trying to take the next step. So brighter days ahead for them just wasn't going to be yesterday. And then you get out of your game plan where now, because of the score, you end up running the ball 10 times and throwing the ball 46 times. Not a lot of teams going to be winning that way. No, 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 no. Not uh, cute stuff there by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, So, Pittsburgh, don't worry. Uh, Mike Tomlin's still in town. You'll find a way to be playoff eligible. Coming up next, though, the bright lights are about to get even brighter. Hopefully the rain subsided. Will better days be ahead for the other team in New York? Next on Gojo and Golan. I want to talk about Jägermeister. Dad, what do you know about Jägermeister? I mean, well, really, all I know, it's got a really awesome stag logo. What what else do I need to know about Jägermeister? Well, uh, you should know that you've been drinking it all wrong this entire time. Damn, that's cold. There's a right and wrong way to drink it? Yes, there is, Dad. You should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit, to be exact. Huh? Well, you know what? That explains a lot. I've just been pulling it straight off the shelf. Oh, Dad, I'm so glad I got to you in time. No, that is entirely wrong. The only way to serve Jägermeister is ice cold. So wherever you're at, if you're hanging out with friends or you're at the bar or you're helping your dear sweet father try and get right, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. 
It's Kentucky Derby time. Are you ready for the greatest two minutes in sports? Saddle up with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Download DK Horse now to join the Run for the Roses action. New customers can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code GOLIC. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS, 21-PLUS in certain states, to open or access an account and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See terms at DKHorse.com. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wagers within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DKHorse.com. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik, Mike Golik Jr., Mike Golik Sr., Jesse Cofield with us back in the Boston studio. As we get ready, Dad was on the call with Westwood One for Sunday Night Football. Didn't go so great. And, Dad, you actually saw them turning around and getting prepared. So this is the beauty of the joint stadium is you got to not really bask in the moment too much after and get to work turning this thing over because, boy, oh, boy, we got the Jets coming up on Monday Night Football tonight. You saw the stadium crew going to work. I mean, they were getting after it in the, you know, you got the blue of the Giants in the end zone, and they were scraping that off and getting that off to put the Jets logo there. Yeah, they were wasting zero time trying to turn that game around and and, and probably for the New York teams trying to get the stink and the stench off that field of what the Giants put on there so the Jets don't have to. And in the much-anticipated debut of Aaron Rodgers in a New York Jets uniform for real tonight, Monday Night Football, against the Bills and what we think is one of the, the most competitive divisions in all of football that I've actually picked Miami to win, and they look good yesterday. But everybody waiting to see what Aaron Rodgers is going to do with this offense. Bills are two-point favorites on the road going into tonight. And, yeah, Dad, it feels like also the stake's a little higher after we saw what the Dolphins did yesterday and what you're going to have to contend with as far as at least another offense in this division. The defense gave up a bunch of yards but made plays late. What is the expectation? If tomorrow we're writing the headline, does it have to be Aaron Rodgers over 300 yards and three touchdowns for this to feel like the kind of starts Jets fans can be hopeful about? Um, I, I think they'll, they would love to see something like that. But I, I, as I've said all along, I know you have Aaron Rodgers, and I know the offense will be a little more high-flying, but I still think this team is going to be led by its defense. I'll say it again. When Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay and they won the Super Bowl, they would never have gotten to the Super Bowl had the defense not done what it had done, especially in the playoffs. They wouldn't have gotten there. And this Jets defense, I saw one of the best defenses last night with the Cowboys. I think this Jets defense is going to be right there. I know one of their players is saying they're going to be historic. Pull the reins on that. Easy. Let's let's actually do it on the field, not talk about it. You know, But they have the ability to be a, one of the top defenses this year. And to me... Over the course of the season, that's what is going to keep them in every game and then give your Hall of Fame quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, a chance to really show something on the offensive side. And I do think the addition of Dalvin Cook was huge because while Brees Hall says he's ready to go, Brees Hall, again, the rookie from Iowa State last year, halfway through the season, he looked like the offensive rookie of the year. And then, you know, he gets hurt. He's done for the year that ACL and he says he's fine, but you never know how long that's going to take. So it was great to get Dalvin cook. They bring in other weapons uh, as well. 
Questions on the offensive line. To me, that that's going to be the, one of the biggest question marks tonight for them is their run-blocking ability to get the run going and then protecting Aaron. Yeah, that's going to be interesting what that matchup ends up looking like against this Bills team, right? We saw how different it looked at, even in terms of getting after the quarterback after Von Miller went down for Buffalo last year. Like, they've been waiting for A.J. Epinesa and Greg Rousseau and a lot of these guys to make that turn. There's good players all along the board there, but I don't know if there's one great player right now. And so that's going to be interesting if this is a hospitable landing spot for that Jets def- or offensive line going up against that group there. We know the Jets defense overall, one of the best in the NFL, albeit one that dealt with a lot of injury, especially on the back end last year. But I am curious, Dad, we haven't talked a lot about Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills offense in this matchup either. You mentioned that Jets defensive line. Spencer Brown last year, tackle for the Bills, had a lot of trouble. That offensive line in general, it seemed like the offense after the elbow injury devolved into a little more Josh, go make it happen. And they were still incredibly productive. But I wonder now, especially, Dad, they went out and they drafted Dalton Kincaid in the first round, the tight end out of Utah, how much that's going to change for them here. And I saw this stat courtesy of Inside Edge. Last year, Bills tight ends gained 163 yards on 12 catches in the last four weeks of the regular season. Fourth best in the NFL, the Jets allowed 13 and a half yards per two tight ends in the last four weeks of the regular season, tied for fourth, fourth worst in the NFL. We've seen so many teams move to those multiple tight end sets, trying to take advantage of that in the NFL right now. I wonder if Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox, if that's a group that might be able to offer them some relief against a Jets front four that's going to be stifling all year. Yeah, they really are. And and I think the overall thought about, and and I'd like to know your opinion on this, with, with the Bills is like, eh, yeah, we got them up there as one of the top teams, but they can't get over the hump. You know, they're just, they're kind of there. And it feels like more AFC teams are catching them than them staying ahead of a lot of AFC teams. Listen, we have Casey up there. They lost. We have Cincinnati up there. They lost and didn't look good in their loss. So the, it had been those two in Buffalo has been the top three. Do people still think that now? You put Miami up there. You know, you put Baltimore up there. Is Cleveland with the way that defense played, going to be up there. It just feels to me like more teams are catching Buffalo than Buffalo staying ahead of them. Well, and you know how this goes. Like, this primetime game goes a long way in that. If Buffalo goes out here and ruins the New York debut of Aaron Rodgers on the same weekend, we saw the other two teams they've been named in the class of. We know how this is going to go, despite the fact that it's week one, despite the fact that everybody involved. I think the response you saw from the veteran quarterbacks like Mahomes, like Joe Burrow, who know we're not going to be defined by what happens. The first four weeks of the season are basically still preseason. But as far as setting the table for the conversation around a team, yeah, this Buffalo win would go a long way in cementing their status still as one of those top three teams, even if we know, yeah, they got enough people barking up their own tree in that division, let alone in the rest of the conference. Yeah, I just, you know, you you see a Buffalo team that's won the division the last three years, and the expectation is high. They even change a rule in the NFL because Buffalo against Kansas City and and, you know, we, we, we get a quarterback that never sees the field in overtime. So the overtime playoff rules are changed because of that. But Buffalo's just never taken that next step. And we all felt that they've had the ability and a Super Bowl roster. But I, I think they're just afterthoughts, the wrong word. But I think people are getting more excited about other teams in the AFC now because 
Buffalo hasn't been able to cross that line. Yeah, we get bored with people being really good very quick, and we start to look for the next shiny toy. And the AFC has got a ton of shiny toys in it, all of which you just mentioned. But I think it's also a good time to pause and get to celebrate something uh, that's a little bit bigger than just the game coming up. Jesse, we know tonight is also a very special moment for an incredibly special and incredibly big story for a Buffalo Bills player. Yeah, guys, turns out it's actually not going to be so much of a special night. Uh, Reports are coming out that DeMar Hamlin is not expected to be active for tonight's game uh, against the Jets. Um, Obviously, Hamlin made the team's roster as a backup safety and special teams contributor, guys. So it sounds like this is just like a numbers game uh, decision here. But yeah, a little anticlimactic there. We were ready to like, here's some good news for your Monday. But you know what? You know what? It's still good news. Yeah. This this dude, think I mean, it's still so hard to fathom. This guy had to be resuscitated on the field, on the field, to now he's back on the team, whether he plays or not. Certainly him going on the field and playing would have just been that wild moment. But him, let's be honest, being alive. And now making the team yeah, and being on that team. roster, yeah. yes, is is just an incredible, incredible story. Yeah, I think the fact that we've gotten back to a place where now DeMar Hamlin's roster status will just be a normal course of events. Like Jesse said, right. and, and that's the life when you're a guy who's you know one of the backup defensive backs or linebackers and running on the core special teams, you're going to be at the liberty of what a team needs in a given week, what you're going to be game plan wise, what your roster is going to look like for that week. And to have it return to that sense of normalcy, I'm sure welcome respite for everybody involved who understands how different that could have been. And so that will, like you said, not be a part of tonight. I'm sure at some point they'll get to celebrate that. And for Damar Hamlin, he'll get to go back out there like he did in the preseason and get those reps out of the way where he gets those right. tackles in for the first time and return to an actual NFL game field, which was the dream all along for Damar Hamlin. So we are excited getting ready for Monday Night Football Looking forward to the cap on the NFL week. But coming up next, let's go back to the world of college because we had a big weekend at the game that I was at. But coming up, Texas might not be the only team who is back. One team that's somehow flown under the radar through three weeks. Next on Gojo and Golik. Brought to you by Wrangler. Jeans, shirts, and jackets made for the ride of life. Be ready for those cooler days and longer nights in styles that keep you warm and keep you comfortable, moving, and looking great no matter where you are. You can wear Wrangler jeans literally anywhere. At work, out at night, playing a pickup game with friends, or at home, watching the game on TV. They're that comfortable and that durable. And there's a Wrangler shirt for every occasion. Casual tees, snaps and button-ups, or layer them together for a little of both. And don't forget the iconic Wrangler jackets. When the weather starts to chill and you need to venture out, Wrangler will keep you ready for anything. Add some Wrangler to your getup with jeans, shirts, and jackets that look great, fit great, and move great, so you're always ready for whatever life throws at you. Save 15% on your first Wrangler.com order when you use the promo code GOJO15. Wrangler, for the ride of life. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Let's talk some college football rankings. There's been some movers on the top 25 this week. So Texas 
moves up to number four. Bama drops to 10 after that loss. Uh, Colorado moves to number 18. And Miami joins the top 25 as number 22. UCLA, uh, Washington State also joining the top 25 here. But Miami coming in at 22. Fellas, are the Canes back here? is that quietly this team hadn't been getting talked about through the first few weeks. Now, that's probably because their own fans don't even care. Hard Rock was yeah. about half full for this game, which isn't surprising. And like Miami fans, this isn't even like a point of like pride or contention for them. It's understood. It's not a college sports town. It never really has been. They'll be there when the team's in the top 10 if they're in a game there. That's just kind of how it operates because you got a bunch of other stuff to do down there. But right. it is still strange to see a matchup against a top 25 Texas A&M team in that kind of backdrop. When your team went out there and, and played pretty well, I didn't get to watch a ton of this game because I was calling another one. But, Dad, I have a feeling Miami is going to start all of a sudden enjoying some of the conversation that comes with being a top 25 team in year two where Mario Cristobal now seems to be getting some traction here and more importantly for them Tyler Van Dyke when you look at the stat line oh. there their quarterback that regressed horrifically last season in ways we couldn't understand in that new offense threw for 374 and five touchdowns in this game yeah uh he he was big in this one and, and this is like the the perennial question right are, is are the Canes back are the Longhorns back you know, and, and both looked good in their wins. And, and you're right about Miami. They, they have other stuff to do down there. But I, I, I dealt with that my last year with the Dolphins. We had the best record in the league, and this is the NFL, and our games were blacked out. I, I've, I've said it before. I just don't think the fans are, are great there from a sports standpoint unless you're doing well. Uh, you know, when the U was was really kicking it, that, that place was humming for sure. Uh, but you got to like what you see out of the quarterback right now. The other side, Jimbo Fisher, how much they, uh, you know, looking. I, you sign these nine, 10 year deals, and how many years into it do you always start to regret it, right? Um, for different reasons that we can get into about Mel Tucker and Michigan State. That's obviously Dear way God. different. A horrific situation going on there. But he got signed to that long term deal, which looks like that's a good, about to end. But. With Jimbo Fisher coming over from Florida State, signing that big deal, trying to be A&M back. They beat Bama for that a signature win. Okay, here we go. You know, it's fiery back and forth with he and Nick Saban at times. And then they're just, you know, not doing anything. And you just wonder, same old, same old, but you laid out so much money for a coach. So I don't know. You know, I'm still the wait-and-see approach with the U on what they're going to do. It was a great win for them. The offense, to see that offense spark like that was something great to watch out of that quarterback. But let, let's see where the rest of you know, the next few weeks go. Well, and looking at where the rest of the season go, Jesse, all of a sudden it's getting really interesting for the SEC when you look around at this conference and what we thought going into the season and what we're starting to get now. I mean, I still remember going back to week one, watching half the college game day set, pick Alabama to win the national championship. And it's not to say that they're out of it, but Jesse, the odds definitely look different through the first three weeks of the season now. Yeah, I mean, the SEC has six non-conference losses in two weeks. Four of those losses have been to the ACC, okay? My Boston College Eagles play in the ACC, and it's not very good. According to ESPN <laughs> stats and information, okay? Just a little friendly fire on myself there. This is the first time since 2002 where Alabama, LSU, and Florida all have a loss, like, two weeks in. So, like, there's some trouble in paradise here in the SEC, 
Yeah, and Dad, I'll give LSU and Bama a little bit of reprieve in this conversation because the teams they faced, you look at yeah. Florida yeah. State, who's expected to compete for the ACC championship and a national title this year. Uh, you know, Alabama just lost to a Texas team that talent-wise, if they can do it consistently, is going to be in that same vein. But this is about the SEC's own otherworldly standard. It's, you know, a victim of your own success. And I think for the rest of college football, while I don't think you can count on this, this would be what everybody would watch and relish, right? To see this conference come back down to earth in any meaningful way for the rest of the country that feels like they've been left behind by the Southeast for so long. Let's let's be honest. Every other conference is going is loving this, right? They're loving to see the SEC struggle in some of these games. A team like Bama, uh, obviously a, a team like LSU, Florida, obviously we'll, we'll, we'll see where they end up. But I think everybody loves us because they've always been just given the big boy on the block. Their commissioner, Greg Sankey, I mean, he just he 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 is it for the SEC and and thinks he controls and commands and maybe he does uh, the the yeah, entire he, NCAA he football. He doesn't think he knows. Yeah, he knows, and and he may be right in that. So there's a we know how this is. We're going wow! Look at how great this conference is and these teams are. And you build them up, and then when you build them up too much, you want to start tearing them down. So everybody's relishing in the fact that they're dumping games and losing games early in the season. Still a lot of time to go, and still conference play may bring this thing back a little bit. We'll see where it ends up. But early on, it has been been very interesting for them. It, it, it has been, and it's changed the way that the college football odds board looks right now on DraftKings yeah. Sportsbook. Georgia still the odds-on favorite to win the national title. They've been the one consistency, but like we said, schedule-wise, they're not really going to get challenged until no, much, much later in the season. Nope. And so you've got them followed by Michigan with the second-best odds. Texas and Florida State now tied with Ohio State for the third-best odds in college football. And then USC, Penn State. And Notre Dame hanging around there, Dad. Uh, I'm going to say, Dame, where's Notre Dame? Notre Dame now also ranked ninth in their latest round of the AP poll. They went on the road and proved that once again they cannot play a normal game in Raleigh. An uh, hour and a half wow. weather delay in here after playing in a hurricane their last time down in Raleigh. Dad, did this game make you feel better, worse, or the same about Notre Dame's trajectory as they faced what most people looked at as their first real test through three weeks of the season for them? Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you look in this game early on give North Carolina State they did a good job in stopping the run Notre Dame did end up with uh with, with 170 yards thanks to a Audric estimate 80 yard touchdown run that certainly helped Mike it's tough for me to gauge a game and you went through this uh one time at Notre Dame with a long delay with a long weather delay I mean that that it's just something players aren't used to and I know both sides have to deal with it but it was a over an hour uh weather delay you know then it's rainy it's it's bad weather so it's very tough for me to kind of go okay I learned something in this game it was definitely Sam Hartman's from a completion percentage and passing game his worst game did have four touchdowns and no interceptions so he did have that but he has had his struggles when he was at Wake Forest against North Carolina State. Certainly from a passing standpoint of the three games, this was his worst game, uh, but still they were able to pull it out. But it's tough for me to really gauge a lot when you have that weather delay because it throws so much off. Again, they'll be tested in two weeks. But Central I, Michigan I, this week. Go ahead. I was going to say, but I, I think, Dad, that ends up being the thing that I'm most 
encouraged by is the response to the weather delay right. here. Yeah. That's a difficult thing to process, especially on the road when you don't have all of those different trappings of home. You don't have the space. You can't take off all your stuff. You don't have all the ability to change out like the home team does there. And to come out and respond with an 80-yard touchdown as the first play and then a 21-point fourth quarter to really slam the door shut there. You had complimentary football. You had a team that also I think is going to get some great tape to go back and to kind of self-scout from here because Notre Dame also gave up some pressure, especially along the inside yeah. of that offensive yeah, they did. line. Sam Hartman got harassed by one of the best blitzing teams in the ACC. Big-bodied D1 guys, like we said, they hadn't faced yet. Davin Van is a full-grown man on D-line for NC State. Peyton Wilson hawked down one of our wide receivers. Unreal. I can't wait to see what that dude, he's like the Terminator, runs when he finally goes to the Combine after 50 years playing for NC State. you got to test against a grown opponent. That offense for NC State, unfortunately, seems like it might no. be cooked. I I'm yeah. very stunned by the version of Brennan Armstrong we've gotten since he's come back here in the last couple of seasons. But, Dad, I, I think overall – a positive to build on for Notre Dame, who does have some questions they got to answer before that matchup in a couple weeks yeah. you talked about against Ohio State that's going to stress test that offense again. Yeah, Central Michigan up this week. Again, don't play down to your opponent. You're better than them. You should beat them. Take care of business. And then it is the matchup against Ohio State. And we did see the pressure on uh, Sam Hartman. You know, Ohio State always has a hell of a D-line to bring pressure. So looking forward to that in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that is going to be the one everyone's got circled. I'll be stunned if that's not a potential college game day game yeah. as well. But coming up next, we didn't even get to the most interesting part of the Notre Dame weather delay. Yeah. And a potential big-time move in Major League Baseball. That's next here at Gojo and Golick on the DraftKings Network. There's nothing worse than the mad dash to try and secure tickets for an event. The fact is... Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. It's easy to browse the Game Time app for flash deals and last-minute tickets. There's even a lowest price guarantee and event cancellation protection. And forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code GOJO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code GOJO for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, welcome back to GOJO and Golik. Mike Golik Jr., Mike Golik Sr., Jesse Cofield. Time to send you off. On your way into your week with this, that, and the third. Three quick stories to send you off on in your day. Reminder, we are brought to you by Wrangler. Made for the ride of life. Save 15% on your first Wrangler.com order with promo code GOJO15. And also, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review. Leave us that five-star rating. Check us out. DraftKings YouTube channel. DraftKingsNetwork.com. Samsung TV Plus. We appreciate everybody who has been rocking with us, watching with us. We're just getting started here. But, Dad, we are actually just finishing up on this so and what better place to finish up than with this story we mentioned the notre dame game the fighting irish now in the top 10 number nine in the latest ap poll and the hour and a half weather delay they had in raleigh against nc state what we didn't mention was that doing during the outage at carter finley stadium 
Notre Dame ran out of food in the locker room there. Now, this is a difficult part of it. You've got all the snacks and things that are normally set aside for halftime right. and for the end of the game that you're going to have there. You don't always account for that hour and a half in the middle. And so we heard the report from Molly McGrath during the game that apparently the staff had to go up to the concession stand and get food and hot dogs for the team there. Audric Estime, confirmed hot dog eater, comes back out and responds with an 80-yard touchdowns. With a name I saw, shout out to ND Eddie Mac on Twitter, the Giz- the Glizzy Galloper. Now yeah. his nickname <laughs> going off into this uh, coming off this game. I, I, I so listen. I like a good hot dog. I like a good brat better than anybody. But I I can't imagine eating that and then going and playing in a game. I mean that that would be a struggle even for me. And I'm a guy. When I was playing with the Eagles, I would, I would go with your mother into the into the wives' lounge before the game, before I went down into the locker room before the game, and they always had a big platter of donuts, and I always ate a cream-filled donut on the way down to the locker room, <laughs> and and that seemed fine, but that seems better than a brat or a hot no. dog. How? I mean, it's no just difference. a heavy just cream no. dairy donut, just like right. yeah, yeah. No, and, and give me a little sugar buzz. We had guys at halftime eating like Hershey bars for the sugar. I mean, the nutrition back then was ridiculous. But a, a dog or a brat is going to give me like heartburn or indigestion. A cream-filled donut is not giving a me that. A cream-filled donut's going to have you run into the bathroom. Having, yeah. In my case, back in college, the worst thing was when you had to poop when you had knee braces on already. Oh, God. And you got to oh, try God. and peel Here all that go. off. It's just Here hell on earth. I'm sorry. I know we're not the poop show. Jesse, save me for myself. Go ahead. You can just talk all you want about poop. What I'm saying is I think if I had to choose between a glizzy and a brat you go glizzy because there's yes. less you know I a brat eating a brat and then getting back out on the field no chance with a glizzy like you might be able to do it but given I, the choice I agree yeah I like a brat better than a hot dog but that would not be what I would eat before going back on the field I, I was surprised Mike I'm not gonna lie a little surprised the, the one thing you can do before you go somewhere is look at the weather. Now, forgetting the food, you don't know there's going to be a weather delay, but you know it's going to rain, right? The, the weather is there. So the fact that Notre Dame didn't bring extra pants and or jerseys for guys to change into, if nothing else, you, you knew there wasn't, you, you couldn't figure there was going to be a delay, but you knew guys were going to get soaking wet. And the thought maybe at halftime, if they were going to want to change to be ready for that. But there wasn't enough to change, and they just hung out in their wet clothes or had to put them back on. I was a little surprised at that. Yeah, it's a tough moving target to hit, too, the way the weather delay works, where it's a half hour added every time you see a lightning strike within certain distance. So trying to hit a moving target, hitting it with hot dogs here. Shout out to the boys. And again, Audrey Gastemay, the proof's in the pudding. You want to succeed, you give your big old running back a big old hot dog at halftime and prosper. Uh, Jesse, not the only one prospering, though. We need to get to the coolest thing that I saw this weekend. Yes. Yeah, Guitar Hero World Record has been set for Constellation, which is a 15-minute song. It has over 12,400 notes. 100% FC took this dude 850 hours of attempts. It's just incredible. The focus there is unbelievable. The multi-hand work up top. 
barely strumming half the time. It's I a thought, guy named I thought it was sped up. It's not. It looks like his fingers are sped up. Oh, it's unreal. I mean, this you guys played this game, Mike, right? I mean, this this was this was a game you guys did. This, this blows my mind. Again, 15 minutes for this song. It, it's incredible. And so so you gotta wonder. It's kind of like Forrest Gump when he goes running, right? And then all of a sudden, he just stops. So this guy, 850 hours of attempts, he gets the world record, and then you're like, now what? Yeah, that's <laughs> roughly, mean, now it's, what is that, roughly 35 days, basically? It's unreal. Hey, it's a reminder there's no substitute for doing the work, all right? All that just tells me is if you want to accomplish anything, you got to put your hand in the pile and you got to chip away at this bad boy. That man fought hard and earned this. And as a Guitar Hero alum, my best days are behind me. In yeah. high school, there was no greater achievement than nailing through the fire and the flames. It was one of the most complex, difficult, outrageous songs. It was egregiously long, not quite 15 minutes. That's a legitimate endurance workout, the way we talk about Taylor Swift on stage. But I remember back then, the stress it puts on your your knuckles and joints, the stress on that pinky trying to stretch and hit the orange key, all high degree of difficulty, high athletic behavior. This is one of the more impressive performances we'll see in 2023, Dad. I, it really is. And I I would have zero patience to put that much time and effort into that uh, without question. Jesse, I have to ask you, because Mike is so bad at this mm -hmm. and you just kicked it out. When you said 850 hours of attempt, what is that, like 35 days? Did you did you calculate that? Yeah, that's on the phone, or did you calculate that in your head? Because you are correct. It is actually 35.4 days of hours of, of, of attempt. Yeah, I'm actually an incredible math. No, I'm kidding. I Googled that. And then oh. that's showbiz, baby. You just okay. act like you're like, isn't right. that isn't that like 35 days? Like I didn't know exactly yeah. from the math. You did it well. Why did you have to ruin the magic of television for Jesse there? Hey, you know we're what? We're showing him Jesse. We're showing him how the sausage is made. The 82-game preseason is in the books, and it's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament all the way through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. So whether you're bought in on heat culture at this point or think the Boston Celtics can survive a bump in the road, we got options for you. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code GOJO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code GOJO only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's, but I didn't know if maybe... Bluesy. Maybe she was a flashcard wizard in school or something and just was able no. to kick that. No, I this said, I this is about you just bringing it back to your ability to do mental math so you can remind people that you did that in your head. I spent, and that this is yeah, your thing and you belittle Jesse. I spent a lot of time crying at the kitchen counter with my dad trying to do my math homework. So I was not a math really? whiz. Oh, for I, sure. I did, 
I didn't mean to, to Mike, that was not my intent. So don't make me sound out to be an ogre here. Okay. <laughs> I was, I was ready to just stand and applaud and say, wow, that was phenomenal mental math. No, I'm so bad at math. Really All right, well, awful. Let's do the math on uh, Mike Trout's future in Los Angeles, Jesse, because this is kind of an interesting story that popped up over the weekend. Yeah, Bob Nightingale saying that the Angels are open to trading Mike Trout if he indicates to them that he wants out. So he has exclusive no trade rights. But he said recently that he wants to have a private conversation with the front office and ownership about their direction. So could we be seeing two superstars? I mean, what are the Angels going to be left with if Mike Trout and Shohei leads? Just, ugh. Well, I mean, they didn't make the playoffs anyway. So, I mean, now, now you're not shelling out a ton of money and still not making the playoffs. I guess, you know, the, the, you have to find the silver lining somewhere. Yeah, he, he is still owed $248 million to him over seven years. He hasn't played since August 22nd, and he's played more than 100 games just once in the last four years. I get how it looks for them, but if I'm Mike Trout, it's also been more of a for-who-for-what situation around there as far as going out there and putting my – it's the I'm supposed to put my body on the line for the team. Man, what team in Los Angeles with that Angels team during his tenure here? He's seen and heard enough. Yeah, yeah, he's like a about private like, conversation yeah. about leaving. <laughs> yeah, we're sitting there. It's, it's like Damon Lillard-esque, right, of saying, I want to win it with Portland. And, and he stayed there and stayed there. And it's just it's just not going to happen. So you'll wonder if when one or both of those guys is going to be gone. But the thing is, if you're bringing Trout in, you have to understand when he gets nicked up, man, he misses time. He's one of the great hitters we're going to see. But he has definitely struggled uh, with some injury. Yeah, I'd be curious. We've always wanted to see Mike Trout get out. It feels like a Manny Pacquiao Mayweather situation where maybe it happens a little bit too late. But something to keep an eye on as the Angels seem like they are going to be up uh, for a fire sale here. We hope you enjoyed it. Download, subscribe, rate, review. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow.